Did you know there's power in marketing with joy? While my name is indeed Joy, the title of today's episode is actually intentional. And it's a double entendre because there's marketing with Joy, me, and there's Joy Marketing, which is a real approach that's used in business. Do you feel like you compromise your values when you write marketing copy? Does creating ethical communication strategies perplex you? Imagine the business opportunities that would open up when you take a stand to market without manipulation. Now is the time. Disrupt your marketplace by using God-inspired marketing strategies to connect with your customers. Hear how other Christ followers in business are exchanging today's hype for authentic alignment. The Joyful Communications Podcast dives into ways to communicate effectively with integrity. Here's your host, Chief Communication Strategist, Joy Caps. The previous episodes have been building on each other. The last time we spoke, we dissected the concept of love from multiple angles. And today we'll use a similar approach as we dive into the concept of joy. While love is the foundation for everything that is done or created, especially by Christ-following business leaders, the right kind of joy evokes a deep, satisfying yes in, believe it or not, every circumstance, good and bad. In today's episode, we'll examine why joy is more powerful than happiness, how some use joy in marketing, what God's Word says about joy, and ways you can use joy in your business and marketing communications. So why is joy more powerful than happiness? To answer this question, let's look at the common definition for joy. Merriam-Webster says joy is the emotion of well-being, a state of happiness, And Cambridge Dictionary defines joy as great happiness or a person or a thing that causes happiness. You know, when I look for the term joy in online business and entrepreneur dictionaries, joy didn't exist in any form, shape, or way, which would allude that the concept of joy has nothing to do with business. But I beg to differ that joy has everything to do with life and business. Stick with me as we unpack that concept in this episode. You know, joy, when thoroughly examined, is far greater than the happiness that the Merriam-Webster and Cambridge dictionaries provide. What is interesting is this concept has been written about by others, Christ followers and non-believers alike. A quick Google search for what does joy have to do with business produced a handful of articles on Forbes and Harvard Business Review discussing, quote, don't ignore the impact of joy on your business success and how to make joy a priority at work. Other sources address things like how to discover the power of joy in your business and how you can find value in joy. Some key points to note include true joy is more than temporary happiness. Now, think about that for a second. Happiness about a thing, well, that's fleeting, and it can only last for a few moments in time. But deep, abiding joy that permeates everything, even through the good times and bad, 
Now that's what true joy is all about. As one Forbes writer put it, quote, happiness is curated by external forces. My translation, happiness is a reaction to something that happens to, for, or even around you. Several resources referenced a survey done by a group called Kearney, and that was back in 2019. And that survey reported that finding and maintaining joy in work requires clarity, contribution, and commendation. They also went on to say that joy connects people, you know, like colleagues, clients, and even complete strangers. But more powerful than anything else, joy is a connector of human experience. Simply said, joy is something that you have even when things don't go your way. So the difference between joy and happiness finds that joy comes from within each person. And that is what will permeate throughout a business, a culture, or a brand. Or not, right? I mean, it could go the other way where there's no joy at all. Happiness finds you depending on others to feel good. But joy, that encourages you to be self-reliant and feeling good on your own. And here's my favorite part about joy. You see, joy is a choice. Joy happens through trials and hardships by choice. A recent example comes to mind. I had a challenging client that I've been working with over the course of several years. The challenge was, is they had a severe case of self-sitterness and shiny object syndrome. They would disappear for periods of time without consideration to project delays or the impacts on others that were involved in the project. And candidly, I, I felt led to show them some grace for a significant period of time. But just recently, I got the green light in my spirit to quietly let them go and not be available the next time they appeared on the scene. Could I use the income? Absolutely. But getting the green light to let them go, that was freeing too. I experienced joy in the midst of working with this trying client. My happiness I know is not dependent on that client. And I know that I can experience joy no matter what happens. So that's one business example, but are there other ways that some are actively using joy in marketing? That leads me to my second point. In my research, I found some interesting examples of companies using joy in their marketing, starting with none other than Ready Whip. You know, the yummy, sweet, creamy goodness that you squirt from a can onto your favorite dessert or better yet, straight into your mouth. Back in 2015, ConAgra, who owns Ready Whip, did a study surrounding their product, and they found that 93% of Americans want to experience more joy in their lives. Their study also discovered that 83% would rather experience a small amount of joy every day instead of a large amount once in a while. Now, clearly, those results are looking at joy as it is happiness, which is temporary, but at least they were seeking ways to do it. Knowing the power of joy to connect brands with customers, well, that is what we're after. And here are some other examples of how marketers set out to achieve it. 
pet supply company, Chewy.com, they select customers weekly to receive a colorful painting of their pet, and they ask them in return to share it socially. That creates joy and a win-win. Now, back in my favorite decade, the 70s, which you hear me talk about often, Coca-Cola launched a, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Remember that campaign? If you haven't heard it before, you might want to Google it. It's pretty catchy. But it was complete with a song and videos of people experiencing what? Joy drinking Coke. And customer praise was high. Now, my research found other examples of companies trying to elicit joy for and from customers as they use their products and services. But again, the focus seemed to be on the temporary concept of joy, which you and I know is now actually called happiness. I'll give them an A for effort and creating memorable moments to evoke positive connections with customers. These joy marketing campaigns were focused on using storytelling and some fashion that consumers would associate with their brand and grab their attention. If you think about Taylor Swift and her phenomenon with concerts, women of all ages and the men that support them in their lives are spending an average of $1,300 for a Taylor Swift concert experience. Why? Because she has naturally woven in a strong social and emotional bond with her fans that people feel. And as one source put it, it's all very positive. And someone else pointed out it's filled with joy. You know, much has been written about Taylor Swift's marketing strategy, but her high points, they relate back to joy marketing and it includes the fact that she understands the power of community by calling her fans friends. She is well known by giving her loyal friends surprises that evoke joy, and she consistently goes the extra mile for her friends. She stays true to who she is, and she doesn't waver on any external inputs. And with those things in mind, I want you to consider ways that you can do the same thing for your customer base. I mean, of course, it may not be on the grandiose scale of Taylor Swift, but it is possible to do those things with your prospective customer base, no matter what size. Now, these examples all lead back to brands who are leaving a lasting impression by connecting with their customers on a deep emotional level. Speaking of connecting on a deeper emotional level, that sets us up nicely for my third point, for us to look at what does God's word say about the concept of joy? While I give the latter examples of joy marketing as an A for their effort, again, they all tend to surround building happiness, not true joy. But they do that by triggering external inputs for creating that emotion. While there's nothing wrong with doing that authentically and ethically, I've shared from the beginning of this episode how deep abiding joy has everything to do with our inner nature in good times and bad, not just those external factors that are fleeting. In Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, it spells out that true joy is the joy of the Lord. 
In fact, what he says is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now that may seem lofty or vague to you, but what it means is that true joy comes from knowing God and partnering with him in all things. Since God is our creator, he will never leave us. And if we seek him with all of our heart, we can and will experience that deep abiding joy in all circumstances that only he can provide. The end of John 16, 22 says, joy in the Lord cannot be taken from you. Now, think about those who have been persecuted over the years in a variety of ways for taking a stand for Christ, no matter what happened. Each martyr experienced joy, even through their pain and suffering. First Peter 1 Peter 1.8 talks about the Lord giving joy that is unspeakable. And that's not talking about me. <laughs> I am always speakable. But also the Christian band, the Newsboys, well, they sing about it in their appropriately titled song, Joy. You give me joy that's unspeakable, and I like it. What these things mean is that the joy God imparts to you and to me, his children, is hard to describe because it bubbles up to overflowing in our hearts and it outweighs other emotions. One way to look at this concept is found in Philippians 4.11, where Paul wrote about being content in all circumstances. The power of joy for those who follow the Lord, well, it's never ending. James 1, 2 through 3 talks about this by encouraging us to consider it joy when we experience trials. And boy, do we all experience trials at some point or another. None of us are immune. Now, Romans 12, 12, well, it tells us to be joyful in hope. These verses, well, they remind me about my dear father who spent the last 10 plus years of his life battling several horrible diseases. The pain, doctors told us, was insurmountable. If I told you what his symptoms were, you'd understand. But do you know what? My precious father never complained. He always had a smile on his face and joy in his heart. And he, my friends, demonstrated what the joy of the Lord is in all circumstances. And I would encourage each of us to try to do that too. So now that we've looked at what God's word says about joy, and and I've only scratched the surface there, how can you and I demonstrate Christ-like joy in our lives and our businesses, but especially our marketing? Well, that's the fourth point. The easiest way is by practicing JOY, J-O-Y, the acronym, by making sure the marketing strategies we use put Jesus first, others second, and you last. Now, you may think, well, how do you do that? Well, if you focus on your customers before yourself, your worldview and approach to things will be very different and you will achieve results over time. Stated more plainly, it's not uncommon to see people telling you all the time how awesome and wonderful they are and how awesome and incredible their programs are. Instead of doing that, the joy method puts the focus on Jesus first. Then it hones in on your customers. Telling people how awesome you and your products are, well, that's going to fall way down on the list or maybe gasp. 
it isn't a priority at all because your business will be so focused on others that they just start to see your awesomeness shine through you and what you bring to their market, bring to solve the problems in their world without you saying a word about how incredible things are on your side. Now, I want you to try this. Start by asking God to help you with your planning and your doing. Then find ways to showcase God's goodness in your life and business. Next, help your prospects and your customers find hidden blessings by turning their problems into opportunities for experiencing joy. Hint, you want to focus on problems that your business can help them solve. Many, many times I've seen people mention problems, but it has absolutely nothing to do with what their business can help someone do. So make sure that you hone in on the right things. Uh, here's another thing you can do for showing joy. You can tell stories about real obstacles that you and your customers have experienced and how you or they overcame them and the results they achieved. And throughout every single thing that you mention, weave in authentic, heartfelt joy that is dependent on a relationship with Jesus. Now, I'm not saying you have to have Christianese showing through everything that you do. That may not be your focus at all. You could be a covert Christian that's shining God's light without saying a word about Jesus. In fact, you may be thinking, Joy, many of my customers are not Christians, and I get it. I used to tiptoe around that point too, but here's the reality. In today's society, many proudly tout how they are, insert contrarian point of view or key identifier here, right? So your key differentiator just happens to be following the moral compass taught by Jesus. So what ways can you let that shine through what you write about your business? Now, I don't mean to be ugly about it. You don't want to turn people off, but... You don't want to shy away from taking a stand either. Now, here's a few other tips for showing joy through your business and marketing communications. Instead of letting your marketing communications hone in on negative outputs, negative emotions, or ramifications for problems that your customers may be experiencing, be intentional to do what? You've heard me say this before. Flip the script. That's right. Come up with at least three positive angles for each negative one that you know, and use that in your content. By doing this, you're not only going to be shining joy through your business and your marketing, but you're also going to be rewiring your brain to see joy first. How cool is that? So let me encourage you to focus on the pleasant results that your customers can experience when they use your service, solutions, your products. Doing so is certain to show joy. And according to many worldview perspectives, which are also common sense, quote, pleasant experiences will lead to repeated behaviors. Said another way, if a customer has a pleasant experience with your product, service, or solution, then they are more likely to repeat it. Here's another tip. Consider capturing and sharing those pleasant experiences from your customers, especially those who repeatedly use the solutions you offer. Share them in your marketing communications. And what I mean by that is your website, socially, 
your email nurture campaigns during your workshops and any other output that makes sense. Scripture tells us that in everything we do, we are to give thanks and giving thanks in the good times and bad times, they help to create deep abiding joy. Ways to do this in your marketing are endless from social media posts to handwritten notes, to personalized emails, to sharing customer success stories on your website. Just make sure you give thanks. Clearly, there are many ways to show joy in the way you show up in the marketplace. We just need to be intentional, focus on the right things, and look for ways to flip the script of negativity into one of joy and hope. I trust you found this discussion on the concept of joy insightful. In our next episode, we'll dive into the concept of peace, why peace is a powerful emotion and tool, how some use peace to market, what God's word says about peace, and then ways that you can use peace in your marketing communications. Some of the content shared in this episode about joy came directly from my book, Joyful Copy, How to Show Up in the Marketplace Ethically and Authentically. It's been described by some as a copywriting masterclass in book form. And no matter where you are as a business leader in your entrepreneur journey, there are nuggets of information that will be useful and helpful to you as you strive to take a stand in the marketplace. It's available online um, via most retailers from Amazon to Books a Million to Barnes and Noble and more. Now, this first season of the Joyful Communications podcast is designed to take a dive into joyful communications and copy and how you can use this framework in your business. Joyful copy is a framework that hones in on the characteristics found in Galatians 5.22 and 23 and even Philippians 4.8. And as you'll see in upcoming episodes, we're going to continue to look at each trait from the world's perspective and then unpack how and why to demonstrate them in our lives and in our businesses. This wraps up the sixth episode of the Joyful Communications Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or have feedback, please reach out to me at joy at joycaps.com. That's J-O-Y-C-A-P-P-S.com. Better yet, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with others and consider giving me a review and rating. Never miss a show by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, be blessed. <music>